the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls. Over the last few years, I have built a business that allowed me to quit my nine to five, spend more time with the ones that I love, and live my best life. Now, I'm sharing everything I learned along the way with you. Each week, my guests and I will share actionable tips, tangible advice, and honest conversations to help you build your dream business. So get ready to take notes and put in the work because this girl means business. guys and Merry Christmas. Welcome to the last episode of the Girl Means Business podcast for 2019. That is such a crazy thing to say because this year has flown by and in one week we'll be welcoming a brand new year and a brand new decade. That's so crazy. And 2019 has been such an amazing year for so many reasons, both personally and professionally. But one of the best things that I've done this year has definitely been this podcast. It has been so much fun, a dream come true. I've met some incredible people and I have learned some incredible things through those interviews, as well as just some of you that listen. It's been such an amazing journey and I cannot wait to see what 2020 has in store. So what I thought would be fun to kind of wrap up 2019 is do a look back at some of the best episodes that we've had so far this year. Now, I didn't start this podcast until April, so we only have a couple of months to go back into the archives of, but we're on episode 39, so that's quite a few shows to kind of dig through. So we're going to look at the top 10 episodes based on your downloads. So these are the 10 episodes that have received the most downloads, the most listens, and are the ones that I've had the most feedback from. So these are the ones that you, the listeners, have said are your favorite episodes from this year. We're going to do this countdown style, so let's get started with number 10. So the 10th most popular episode from this year also happens to be episode number 10, Embracing the Side Hustle with Shelley Goudreau. In this episode, we talk all about what it's like to build a business outside of your nine to five and why embracing that side hustle is not such a bad thing. Well, that was one of the things that kind of drew me to chatting with you was that I felt like this was something I hadn't heard a whole lot about, you know, I, and I work when I talk to a lot of other female business owners and entrepreneurs. And I think a lot of times women feel like that they either have to one, go into like a multi-level marketing, which there's nothing wrong with that. If that works for you, Uh, Um, they have to either start something completely from scratch on their own. They have to build something completely from the ground up. And I don't think there's a whole lot of conversation around the type of business that you're in where it can be a supplement for income without having to be something either you build from the ground up completely on your own or the multi-level marketing option. So I like that there was this third option that you kind of found yourself in that was really intriguing. And I also think going back to something you said about the monetary, you know, right now I have a lot of people I've been talking to and everyone says, you know, Oh, I just had this passion. I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't imagine not doing what I do and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And I think that's all good and great. But when you really get down to the nitty nitty gritty of it all, people want to make money. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that, you know, like you kind of said a minute ago, like the monetary side of it, you've got three kids that are probably going to go through college or going to need cars someday and sport, you know, anything, having kids is expensive. And so just being able to say, 
like I wanted more money for my family. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And I think that a lot of people are scared to say that. Mm-hmm. So I love that you kind of put that. I was like, you know, I wanted to make more money. So Come back, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. I want to help them, you know, go to college. I want to, you know, travel with my husband, you know, while they're in college. But I know that on a, you know, teacher's salary, you know, it just wasn't, um, realistic, I guess, you know, it wasn't so realistic. So with this platform that, you know, I loved it so much and, you know, I believed in it so much and I see it helping so many people. It was kind of like, you know what, like I became so passionate about seeing what it was giving back to others, whether it was, you know, a mom or, you know, who wanted just extra vacations for her family or, you know, a business owner who wanted that plan B where if something didn't work out, you know, they have this additional stream just being financially connected to, you know, other people via this platform. So that was our number 10 most popular episode from 2019, my interview with Shelly Goudreau about her side hustle shop style. So if you want to hear more from that episode or the full episode, you can go back and listen to episode 10 or head over to today's show notes at girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash episode 39. All right, number nine on this year's countdown is episode number seven, Letting Go of Control and Facing Your Fears with Jacqueline Leo. This was a really great interview where we talked a lot about our fears and concerns around business, and we dove into all the ways to get around those fears and let go of control so that you can let things happen naturally in your business. So let's take a quick listen to episode number seven. It's not so much about the systems and the applications. Like you can figure those out. It's more about managing your mindset around the, you know, saying I'm a business owner, telling people what you do, making offers, pitching yourself, promoting yourself and doing it in a way that feels right for you. And they're like going back to what you said about people not getting what you're doing. Oh my gosh. I just went to a family dinner the other night with people I hadn't seen in forever. And they're like, Oh, you work? And I'm like, oh. yeah, yes. <laughs> I have been for five years. Thank you. I, yeah. I think my dad literally just figured out what I did the other day. Oh, so, same here. <laughs> no, same here. I think I've had family members that I've gone to like family Christmases and stuff. And when I explain to them that I actually can make more money doing what I do now that I did teaching, like they are floored. They don't get it. And I don't know if it's just a generational thing that you know, they come from a generation where they feel like if you're going to run a business, it's brick and mortar. They don't understand the <laughs> online business. And, or, or I don't know if they just think that it's still just a hobby, but yeah, it's so funny how people's perception. And I try again, not to let that bother me. I just, my whole theory is I want them, I'm going to let my business and my actions show them how good my business is, as opposed to me having to tell them, I want my success to show them. I love that. I love that so much. Is there anything about running your business that surprised you? Was there anything about starting your business or doing what you do now with the one-on-one coaching that you didn't expect to be part of your business, whether it's good or bad? Is there anything that surprised you? Uh, (laughs) I'm going to sound like a broken record, but how much your mind is a part of it. There have been things that have come up since I've started running my business, fears, inadequacies, confidence, things that I didn't think were a part of, like that I didn't know I was thinking that 
are there and I've had to face them and in order to move beyond and to grow. And once I started doing that actively and being aware of my thoughts and my mindset, it's changed the game. Like my business has grown so much because of addressing those things. I can definitely see why this particular episode, episode seven, was such a big crowd pleaser because we all have these fears and these things that we want to make sure we hold tightly. And we talked about that in so much detail in episode seven. So I think it's a really great thing to go back and listen to, especially if that is something that you are struggling with in your business right now. All right, number eight on the list is episode number six, five things you need to be doing on Facebook right now and two things to avoid. I know this was a big one because social media is huge. Everybody wants to know how to beat the algorithm, how to get seen and heard on social media. And in this episode, we break down five really key things that Facebook wants you to do right now on their platform and the two things that you need to steer clear of. So here's a quick clip. And then again, you can always go back to episode six and listen to the full thing. I don't know if you're like me or not, but I have not always loved Facebook. I know that as a business owner, it's a really great platform or it can be a really great platform if you know how to use it properly. But I have just been so frustrated with it over the last two years that I kind of abandoned my business Facebook page. Now I'm still posting to it through Instagram, which we'll get to and why that's probably not the best idea and why I'm going to change that. But a lot of times I just felt like that I was spinning my wheels over on Facebook and nobody was hearing me. Nobody was seeing my post. And it was to the point where I kept thinking, why am I even bothering with investing my time in this platform? And I feel like I can hear some of you like nodding your head and going, amen, sister, because I know you feel like you've been in the same exact place. You don't know how to beat the algorithm. You don't know how to make Facebook work for you. So I'm so excited because I have five tips today that I'm going to share with you. Five things that you should be doing on Facebook. In fact, these are five things that Facebook has even come out and said, this is what we want you to be doing on Facebook. And then we're going to talk about two things that you need to avoid. And I'm going to tell you right now that I follow some of you on Facebook. I've seen your pages and you're doing some of these things that I'm going to tell you to avoid doing. So I think you're going to find this episode super helpful, tons of really good information. And so let's go ahead and dive right in. Okay. So I want to start by saying, first of all, that one of the statistics I heard recently about Facebook that really kind of blew me away And I will say this, as much as it blew me away, I also sort of knew this in the back of my mind. And that is that when you post content to Facebook, only an average of one to 6% of your followers are seeing your content. And I'm going to say that one more time. Only one to 6% of your followers are seeing your content. So that means for every 100 followers you have on your business page, only about five or six of them are seeing your content. Now that can either come across as really discouraging or you can look at it as, okay, well now this means I need to become more strategic in how I'm using this platform. Because all that means with the organic reach is that when you log into Facebook and you post something about 
had a great time at my session today, or hey, check out this latest design I created. Those types of content are only getting seen by one to 6%. Now, however, Facebook has said, and we're going to get into this today, that there are certain types of content that they are really looking to push out because they want people to be engaged on their platform. They are not against us. It may feel like that Facebook is against business owners. They really aren't. They want to have engaging content. They want to push out content that is going to be valuable to their clientele. If you are struggling with Facebook the way that I was earlier this year, then you definitely need to go back and listen to episode number six. Again, I'm going to be linking to all of these episodes in today's show notes. So you can just go to girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash episode 39. Okay. We are at number seven on our countdown, and this is an episode following with our theme of social media where I interviewed Sandy Booth, who is a social media manager, and she was giving us all of her go-to tips on how to get better engagement on social media. So let's check it out. Well, okay. So let me back up. So if you are a new business owner, so if someone comes to you and says, okay, I have no clue how to do social media, what would you say is like the first place you should start? I usually recommend starting with Instagram because okay. it's easier to deal with. It's a better intro platform than Facebook. Okay. Because you don't have to post as many times. And there's a lot less background work involved with Instagram than there is with or yeah, than there is with Facebook. Gotcha. Okay. Because Facebook, you need to post more. You need to be a little bit more active. But with Instagram, you're posting content to your feed once or twice a day and engaging, and then you can add to your stories. But with Facebook, you're posting on there considerably more often. Yeah. Typically. So with Instagram, uh, I just had a question that completely left my brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I was just, okay. So with Instagram, it's very visual, you know, you have to have, you know, images you, you post. So as a photographer, that's not a problem, but if you have someone coming to you, that's a business owner who isn't, a photographer isn't their content maybe isn't visual. What do you recommend for them posting? Cause I know I've had a lot of people say, well, I just don't know what to post. No, that's, it is hard for a lot of people because they're like, I have no idea what to do and it overwhelms them, which is, I understand. I normally recommend like when you start out, you can either post yourself so people can see the person behind the brand, which is great because it humanizes your account. Exactly. Yeah. And that definitely can drive traffic. Um, a lot of quotes are popular now. People mm-hmm. love quotes. Like if you can make some graphics on, you know, some, you know, digital, totally just based on that, like Canva. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, I'm <laughs> like obsessed with Canva. Canva. <laughs> I love Canva. I am not a graphic designer and I don't claim to be, but Canva has made my life so much easier. It's the um, best thing. And like, I don't know who created it, but whoever created it, I just need to like go give a giant hug too because they've made my life so much easier. (laughs) It was a girl in Australia and I think she was in college. She was really young. She was in her early 20s when she created it because I read about her because I wanted to be like, oh, you're amazing. You're my hero. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Um, So I recommend either, you know, like doing some quotes like that just to begin with. And then you can take pictures, like say you're real estate. You can post pictures of the houses you're working on or staging you've done you don't have to do a whole room you can just show a corner okay or if you're a coffee shop 
post pictures of your coffee or coffee beans, you know, some, just even a small aspect of what you do, because there's always something you can take a picture of and it doesn't have to be something amazing because then you can use presets to change it and make it cohesive for the feed. I'm not going to lie. It's really fun to listen back to some of these first episodes where I was interviewing people and was still learning how to be a good interviewer and not interrupt all the time. But I really love that episode. I think Sandy had some great tips and I could definitely see why it is one of the top episodes from this year. All right. The next one, number six on our list is one of my personal favorites because it is the episode where I interviewed my husband. This came from a couple different ideas that I had. One, I had received a question from a listener one time about how to speak to your husband or how to get your husband on board with your business when they don't really understand what you're doing or they don't fully support you. And then also I had just recently gone to the Rise Conference with Rachel Hollis and listened to her husband Dave speak about how he went from not always being Rachel's biggest supporter, not always being the one that was there to cheer her on to the relationship they have now. And I thought it was such a great vulnerable speech that he gave. And it really inspired me to go home and have that similar conversation with my husband. And so we decided to record our conversation. And I even mentioned this at the beginning that right before we started recording, we'd kind of got into a little bit of an argument. So it was definitely a little bit tense, but we worked our way through it. And it's one of my favorite episodes. And I think that a lot of the listeners, obviously, based on your downloads, have enjoyed it too. So let's take a listen. Okay, so the next question, it's a three-parter. Mm. Ready? Yep. Okay, did you support her from the very beginning? And if not, what was the reason? And looking back, were those reasons unfounded? Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Well, I think I think support is kind of a different question. I always believed in you. I always believed from the beginning that you could do anything that you you had thoughts to do and anything that you had a big dream to do. I thought that you could do it. I think I think support I didn't support you quitting your job from day 1 and turning this into a full-time building a business. I mean, and and really the only reason why I didn't support that was financially and financially I didn't think that you could go from 
you know, working your teaching job and then just flip the switch and all of a sudden start making a ton of money doing your other job or doing your, your own business. And I think when I look back, you know, the belief in you, you know, was, was still the same. I think the support issue was financial and, um, and that's not unfounded. I mean, that's a valid. I don't think it's unfounded. So I think one of the reasons why this episode is so popular with a lot of y'all listening is because you can all relate. It's it's a true, honest conversation that my husband and I were having about my business and about the things that have been the highs, the lows, the good, the bad, the ugly. And sometimes it's nice to pull that curtain back and get to see the insides of how things are actually running. So go ahead and take a listen to the full episode, episode 18 over on the iTunes podcast, or you can head to today's show notes. All right, we're halfway through our list. Number five on our countdown of the top episodes from 2019 is number 29, Creating Your First Lead Magnet. This was a really fun one to do because I am a big, big fan of lead magnets. It's a great way to build your email list. And this was a really fun way to walk through some different ideas on how to create your first lead magnet and what to offer, what to provide as a free offer to your your clients. So let's go ahead and take a listen to episode 29. Several years ago, it was as simple as putting a pop-up on your website and saying, hey, sign up for my newsletter. And people were willing to give their email address to get that newsletter to hear from you more often. But these days, people are holding tight to their email addresses because we all have that inbox that is flooded every morning with tons and tons of junk email that we have somehow subscribed to. So these days, if you want people to hand over their email address to you, you have to be willing to give them something of value. If you go back and listen to episode eight, I talk about my number one marketing tip, and that is to offer your clients value every chance you can get. And it all starts up front with the first time they get in touch with you. The first time they come across your name, your website, your landing page, whatever it might be. If you are immediately offering to give them something of value, they're going to be willing to hand over that valuable email address that they hold so near and dear in order to hear from you again. So I know what you might be thinking right about now. Okay, Kendra, this all sounds really great, but where do I begin? How do I come up with a lead magnet? I can't offer a 10% discount because that's not how my business works, or I don't have something free I can give to potential clients. So today I'm going to walk you through the five steps to creating your lead magnet from scratch, as well as some examples of lead magnets that have worked really well for myself and other successful business owners. It's been really fun to look back at what the top episodes have been from this year so far, because a lot of times it's the same ones that were my favorites to record, and this one was no different. I absolutely loved talking about lead magnets. It's one of the things that when I do one-on-one mentoring sessions, that's one of the first things that we talk about is How can you offer something of value to your clients or your followers? So if you want to hear that full episode, you can head to episode 29, Creating Your First Lead Magnet, or you can head over to today's show notes at girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash episode 39. 
All right, our next episode on the countdown, coming in at number four, is episode 15, Finding What Makes You Shine with Kristen Rodriguez. So I met Kristen when I was photographing a grand opening for her fitness studio where she does aerial and pole fitness classes, and I just absolutely fell in love with her, with her studio, with her just her story. It's just, she's an incredible, amazing person. Her energy is amazing. And her enthusiasm for helping women is amazing. And we definitely connected over just our passion for helping women look and feel amazing. And so I asked her to come on the show and our interview ended up being one of the best interviews of this year. And I think you're going to love it. So let's check out a clip from my interview with Kristen. It's that emotional support. It's that like, Hey, you've got this. It's those yeah. like days where you're like, how the heck am I going to do this? <laughs> where you're just like, where your family steps in and they're like, you got this, you can yeah. do this, you know? Um, but I mean, let's, let's just face it. Like my, I don't want to call them labels. Cause I think that they're like badges of honor, but I'm a Latina under 30 millennial woman entrepreneur. Like <laughs> all, all of the things that you could like, think of, of like, just stuff to like throw at somebody and say, go try and be successful. Yeah. Uh, um, those are hurdles. I mean, those are things I've had definitely had bankers look at me like, you don't know what the heck you're talking about. Right. Or, uh, when I was talking to my boss, um, at my last job about leaving, um, I got all sorts of questions and just like, like shark tank, like questions, right? Like, are you sure you know what you're doing? And of course, like, I, I know my numbers in and out and, you know, I we're talking through this and he's like, okay, well, wow, you actually do know what you're, what you're talking about. You actually. And so it's, it was, it was an interesting, um, pushback that I knew I was going to get, but then there were also times where I was like, I didn't expect it. Um, some of my best friends, questioned me and they were like, are you sure? Like, don't you, don't you like, <laughs> you know, do you like your career and that, uh, comfortableness? And I was like, yes, but no, but no. Well, and that's the thing too, you know, it's kind of saying about the difference between, I always call them like the worker bees and the queen bees. Like you've got these people who they just don't understand that, like I was perfectly happy in my job. I enjoyed what I did. I enjoyed the people I worked with, but there was this like passion, this fire inside of me that told me I can't keep doing this. And it, I mm-hmm. feel like from what you've been saying, you had that same thing. Like, I think you probably enjoyed the job you were at and you were good at it, but you knew you were destined for something bigger. And I think it's oh, that, yeah. that faith that you're, that when you feel like you are so destined for something, you're like, nothing can stop me. And it's still scary, but it just gives you that confidence. And I don't know about you, but for me, the people that, that pushed back a little bit are the ones that drove me further into what I knew I was meant to do because I was like, no, let me show you what I can do. Let me show you, like, I'm going to prove you wrong. And I'm going to prove to you that I can do this 10 times beyond what I've said I'm going to do. Oh yeah. Is that kind of your driving force too a little bit? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, okay, you say I can't do this. Well, watch me. Exactly. <laughs> and I love it. Like, that's what gets me excited. I'm like, let me show you what I'm capable of, whether you have been by my side hundred percent mm-hmm. or whether you have questioned me along the way, that's part of what drives me to do more and, and be more, you know? And I think that's a healthy sort of place to be in when you have 
Because if you have yes men around you all the time that are like, yeah, you got this, you got this, and you don't ever have that pushback, then, you know, you don't have as much of that fire to prove somebody wrong. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, that. <laughs> and listen, I am stubborn as all get out. <laughs> when I'm like, we're doing this, we're doing it, you know? Um, stubborn but smart. <laughs> Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Oh my gosh, if listening to her does not get you fired up, then I don't know what will. I highly encourage you to go and listen to the full episode, episode 15, because it's just, it's such an amazing episode and her passion, her fire will get you excited. All right, guys, we're moving on to number three. Number three is episode two, finding your ideal client. Now, I think a big part of what makes this the top three is because I mention it and reference it so often in the podcast. I talk a lot about your ideal client and how important it is to know who your ideal client is because it affects every aspect of your business. So I think part of this might be a little bit because I've pushed people back to listening to this episode, but I really do believe that it is one of the most powerful episodes that we have created so far in this podcast. So let's take a listen to episode number two, finding your ideal client. Why this is something you need for your business. Let's really dig into how to figure out who your ideal client is, because that's the ultimate goal here is I want you to understand who your client is so that then you can take everything you're doing in your marketing and gear it towards that person. So I know when you start off, it's very tempting to want to be very vague about your ideal client. You want to make statements like, well, my ideal client is someone who loves fashion, or my ideal client is a bride getting married, or my ideal client is someone who loves to travel. The problem with being that general 
is that you're still not really attracting a specific type of person. You don't have a single person in mind. And that's the thing with finding your ideal avatar is that you want it to be one person, not a general group of people. So you want to think of it like you're creating a character for a movie. I've even gone so far as to find a photo online, a stock photo of a female who looked like the general description of my ideal client. And I would put that on a bulletin board in my office along with my ideal client profile to remind me that when I'm putting my messaging out there, when I'm posting on social media, when I'm adding something to my blog, that I'm talking to that person. So the first thing I would tell you to do, and this is where you're going to want to grab a pen and paper, the first thing you want to do is come up with a name for your ideal client. Now, you may already know someone who is your ideal client, and if so, feel free to use them as a template or a model. You can use their name, their likeness, details about their life if you want to. This doesn't have to be someone you completely create out of thin air, but if you're just starting out or you haven't had a lot of clients that you would consider your ideal client, this is going to be where you get to get creative and come up with something completely on your own. So first thing you want to do is give your ideal client a name. This doesn't mean you're going to use her name in your marketing messaging or marketing materials, but it just gives you a more concrete picture in your mind of who this person is. The next thing you want to do is create a physical description of this person. And again, this is where if you want to just go and find a stock image or a photo of a person that you feel like fits your ideal client look, then go ahead and do that and just post it somewhere on your computer or on a bulletin board so that you can see it. I find for me being a visual person, it helps me to see the actual person in front of me as opposed to just this abstract idea of someone. Oh, that was such a great episode. And I know a lot of people have been using that as a template for creating their ideal client profile. And in fact, if you go to the show notes page for that episode, which is girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash episode two, I have a free download where you can get your ideal client profile template to fill in creating your own ideal client avatar. All right, we are down to our top two episodes from 2019. Number two is episode eight, which is my number one marketing tip. This was an episode that was created off of a conversation I had with a group of other photographers in my area that I meet with monthly for a mastermind of sorts. And we were talking about what are our best and most valuable advice? Like what would we say to somebody as our number one piece of advice? And I mentioned this, the topic for this episode and everybody in the room was like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. And so I was like, I need to share this with more people. So I put it in the podcast and clearly y'all are loving it because it is the second highest downloaded episode from this year. So let's take a listen to episode eight, my number one marketing tip. The marketing strategy that I feel like has been one of the most successful ones in my business, and that is the idea that you need to be providing something of value to your clients and potential clients before you ever ask them for something in return. 
So the idea behind that is you want to give, give, give to your clients. You want to be giving them something of value for free. You want to be giving them information, advice, tips, whatever it might be. And then once you have built up a relationship with these clients or potential clients, then you can say, Hey, by the way, I offer X, Y, Z and would love for you to try it out. Or I would love for you to come look at these products or had like for you to book a session with me or a service with me, they're going to be much more likely to purchase something from you if they feel comfortable with you, if they feel like that you have given them something of value in the past. And it just breaks down that barrier because right now when you look at Everything that is coming into our news feeds online, on TV, through radio and podcasts and everything, there's, there is this constant inundation with advertising. I can scroll through my Facebook and Instagram feed right now and all these ads are going to pop up and they're all wanting me to buy something or they're all wanting me to do something. And 90% of the time I scroll right past them because I don't want people screaming at me. It's like walking down a road and having all these people coming out of their stores going, hey, try this, buy this, on sale, 50% off, 20% off, free gift of purchase, blah, blah, blah. And eventually you're just going to walk by and cover your ears and just speed up your pace because you don't want to be sold to. Nobody wants to be sold to especially in that idea of the car salesman, like walking up, they're in your face. And that's what a lot of ads on social media feel like a lot of times because I've never seen this company before and all of a sudden the first impression I have of them is that they want me to buy something from them. So the idea of the give, give, give method is that you are creating a name for your business by giving something to people of value, something that they can use in their daily life. I love that this episode was one of the top two because it is truly the foundation for the marketing in my business. And in fact, if you can go and look at today's show notes page or any of the show notes page, you will see that I'm constantly trying to offer you things of value with free downloads and free advice and free tips. And clearly with this entire podcast, I'm offering you something for free. So I am walking the walk and talking the talk when it comes to my own personal marketing strategies, so I know it will work for you as well. Okay, guys, drum roll, please. This is our number one episode from this year on the podcast, and it's also episode number one, my story. It is the OG episode of this podcast, and I think that one of the reasons it's most popular, not only because it's the first episode of the podcast, but it is the introduction to who I am and why I do what I do and why I'm so passionate about what I do. So let's take a quick listen to episode one, my story. Hello, hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Girl Means Business podcast. That is so exciting to say. I have been thinking about this podcast for such a long time that it is so exciting to finally see it come to life. So I thought we would kick things off with this first episode, and I'm going to share with you my story. Uh, Some of you listening may already know me. Some of you may not, but I want to share with you how I got to where I am today, the crazy way that life sort of fell into place when I least expected it, and why I've decided to share everything I've learned with you here on this podcast. 
So I want to take you back a few years to when the idea of starting a business all began. You see, growing up, my plan for my life was to be a teacher. That was it. I was going to be in the classroom teaching for 30 to 40 years, loving every minute of it. So I got my degree in elementary education and right out of college, I got a job teaching second grade at an elementary school. And I did for the first few years, I loved it. But then something happened around five or six years in, the excitement sort of faded. I wasn't in love with it as much as I thought I would be. And it just didn't fulfill me the way that I had envisioned it fulfilling me on a day-to-day basis. So I started looking for other things to do. And at the time, my husband and I were dating and he had all these hobbies. He was constantly going hunting and fishing and playing sports and doing something And I remember sitting down at dinner with him one night and just saying, I don't have a hobby. You have all these hobbies and I want something that's just for me. So he started asking me questions about what kinds of things do you like to do? And that's when photography immediately popped into my brain. You see, when I was growing up, besides wanting to be a teacher, I also loved taking pictures. I constantly had a camera with me at all times, probably to the annoyance of all my family and friends, but I wanted to document everything that we did. And my room was covered with Polaroids and snapshots of my friends and I. And even in college for fun, I took a photography course as an elective. So when I started thinking about hobbies and things that I would want to do, photography was the first thing that came to mind. So that Christmas, my husband bought me my first DSLR camera. It was a Canon Rebel And I was so excited. And I remember thinking, okay, well, I've always shot on a film camera. This is digital, so I'm going to have a lot to learn. And even though I knew some of the basics of photography, it felt brand new, which was really exciting because I was able to immerse myself in this world that I didn't even know existed, honestly, and learn something and become a student again. So all day I'm at school teaching others, and then I got to go home at night open up my laptop and become the student again and learn all of this amazing information. If you haven't already listened to episode one, now's your chance to go back and listen to the full story about how that simple Christmas present led to the amazing business and life that I now have. All right, guys. Well, that does it for this week. We have counted down the 10 best episodes of 2019 based on your downloads. These are the episodes that you have said you loved the most. And of course, you can always go back and listen to each episode in its entirety here on the iTunes podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also head over to girlmeansbusiness.com and check out all the episode show note pages there. If you head to today's show notes at girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash episode 39, I will have all 10 of today's episodes linked so you can easily access those from that one page. And don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss any of the episodes coming up in 2020. I have got some incredible interviews, some amazing episodes I cannot wait for you to hear. It's been funny to go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes from the podcast, because even though I've only been doing this for about eight months, 
I've learned so much. I feel like I've grown so much in my knowledge of how to do a a podcast in general, and it's only going to get better from here. So for those of you that have been with me on this journey from day one, thank you, thank you, thank you. Your support means the world to me. If you are new to the podcast, I can't wait for you to jump back into some of the earlier episodes and then join us on this ride for the new year. All right, guys, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and I will see you in the new year. Hey, P.S. I know that Christmas is technically over by the time this episode comes out, but how would you like to receive a holiday gift in the mail from me? If you leave me a review over on iTunes before December 31st, I will send you a special something in the mail for the holidays. So head on over to iTunes, leave me a quick review, and I'll be in touch with you to get your address to send you that special holiday treat. All right, guys, have a great week, and I will see you soon. If you loved today's episode, don't forget to click the subscribe button so you never miss when a new episode goes live. Then head over to iTunes and leave a quick review to let other people know just how much you loved it. Thanks, ladies. See you next week.